0: You're listening to the Tech Bytes podcast from the Packet Pushers. There's an ongoing debate about when and whether to bring employees back to the office and how to enable hybrid work. But people are getting back to the office for sure, which means that IT needs to make sure the on-prem network is ready. We're talking with sponsor AppNeta today on what IT should be doing to support on-prem and remote workers. Our AppNeta guests are Sean Armstrong, he is VP of products, and Alec Pinkham, Director of Product Marketing. Folks, welcome back to the podcast. And let's start with a little context. What are you folks hearing at AppNeta from customers about their plans to allow remote work versus getting everyone back into the office?
1: So this is a very common topic of conversation with our buyers. Um, They're trying to support a hybrid environment where people are going between the office and um, working from home, typically a hoteling situation or, or working from home two or three days a week and the rest of the time in the office. It is a real challenge to make sure apps are accessible and performant where the employees are changing location. And it's definitely changing how they plan out future IT purchases. Um, Typically, it was office centric technologies, Uh, you know where everyone is going to be, you can uh, plan for that accordingly. But now with people transitioning back and forth, it is a much bigger challenge to solve and make sure apps are accessible and performant for their users.
2: Yeah, and I think there's also an acknowledgement that policies need to shift towards Uh, remote work towards work from home. We've heard everything from nobody can be on Wi-Fi. Every connection has to be wired to enterprises paying for internet upgrades. And I think we're going to see more of that as the
1: hybrid work conversation evolves. One uh, really interesting aspect of this is it's not just a performance question. A lot of of our customers have uh, really to deal with this as an HR problem. There's so much availability of remote work now that if they don't offer it, their best people may leave. So they need to find a way to support it going forward. So it needs to be part of every project that they're planning out.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. Now, the ability to support remote work becomes, uh, if not a competitive differentiator, a competitive necessity, almost.
1: Exactly. You know, we've definitely changed our strategy. We're hiring anywhere. um, Engineers aren't really the best people for the job. They don't have to be located where offices are. It's dramatically opened up options for us. And it's very common among our users. They realize that my people don't need to be in the office. It's a benefit if they can be, but I'm going to hire the best person for the job, wherever they happen to be. And I need to support them.
0: So are you getting a sense then of budget priorities changing where most of the budget may have been dedicated to on-prem infrastructure and now maybe more of that's being carved out to support remote work, whether it's, uh, you know, buying new equipment for users, uh, you know, even paying for their network connections?
1: I think it varies from company to company, but there's definitely cost savings and not having to run the same office infrastructure that you were before. Smart companies are transitioning it to support work from home users, make sure that they have the right tools to do their job well. And it definitely changes uh, IT budgeting going forward, where traditional you know, transition to office-centric tools, uh, SD-WAN, may be on the back burner because they need to transition apps that were in the data center up to the cloud to make them more accessible to remote users, um, even the most forward thinking customers we we're working with wish they had made those transitions prior to COVID. But, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty there.
3: Well, Sean, it's, it sounds like we're talking transition, but there's a few transitions here. There was the transition to remote work with so many people going that way, but then the transition back to the office, or, or, or I guess that's the question. Are we seeing people saying, yeah, we're all going back in the office, or are we forever in this world where now we must support both sides of the equation, office and remote?
1: So I don't uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think we've had a single customer say that they are forcing everyone back into the office. There's uh, employee benefit to not having to commute every day. There's cost efficiencies for the companies. I've I've seen it in the Wall Street Journal of some you know Wall Street finance companies forcing everyone back in. But with the tech companies we traditionally work with, it, it's really a benefit for them and a benefit for their employees to support hybrid work from anywhere setups.
2: Yeah, I think it's certainly going to depend on the specific job function that they're running we've had everyone from contact centers which you would think okay they have very heavy applications voice video type chats they're working from home just fine and actually most of those companies are moving fully remote for that function but as you said traders things like that even them they've figured out a way to work during the pandemic so a lot of them aren't going to return if they can if they can handle that
3: so if we're in this hybrid work environment, for um, that's the new normal. And I I agree with what you're both saying. I think that is the case. How do we deal with that from a modern experience? We're talking about end user experience. How do I put, uh, can I have a, a set of tools, not 15 different tools that allow me to monitor what my remote worker is dealing with and what my human that's in the office might be dealing with? There's definitely, I'd say there's two challenges there. First
1: off, there's IT efficiency and that when you have everyone in the office, if there's a problem, you solve it, everyone benefits. Now, when everyone is working from home, there's a one-to-one ratio of me closing that ticket helps that one user who is working remotely. I need to make all of my IT processes support these work from anywhere deployment options and so that I can maintain efficiency, support users wherever they happen to be, um, but also have it be smart enough to know this user may be in the office on Monday and working from home Tuesday. I need to know where they are. I need to be able to, to support them. And because that user's moving, I need to have the instrumentation uh, follow that user. So ideally on their workstation that they're gonna be taking back and forth, that is the best scenario. And then um, the really interesting part of this is our most forward thinking customers are realizing that when I have them back in the office, it's there is actually a benefit to having Uh, workstation level instrumentation from within the office as well. So instead of having one point of perspective, measuring the performance from that office um, and having to rely on it 100%, I can have 50 people with workstation level monitoring. really get a wisdom of the crowd effect to identify and isolate problems as quickly as possible. If I'm 90% accurate with my diagnostics, uh, with a single point of point of view, okay, that's 90% accuracy, but if I have 50 points of view at 90% accuracy, I'm going to have that much better visibility to identify and resolve that problem as quickly as possible.
0: You raised an interesting point, which I hadn't considered in this whole uh, sort of split hybrid uh, remote and in uh, on-prem offices. that part of the instrumentation has to have that context awareness to say, this is a ticket coming in related to a call from somebody's house versus this is a ticket related to a problem on premises.
1: Exactly. Um, knowing where the user is and really maintaining that context of who is this person? How do they fit into my organization? Um, you know, Centralizing against whatever the central point of truth within their organization has been one of the initial challenges in supporting work from anywhere. But now as people are transitioning back and forth, the the ability to identify where is this user at any given time? Are they are they their own data set because they are in a single location by themselves or are they in the office that given day and they're part of this larger data set to understand performance is some intelligence we've had to, to really incorporate throughout the product as well as uh, some privacy concerns. Um, Knowing where a user is on any given day, what Wi-Fi network they're connected to, what processes they're running on their host machine has some security and privacy concerns, uh, especially with with GDPR and the California Privacy Act. You need to make sure uh, you have the right data to solve the problems, but you're not collecting information about their home environment, which may not be relevant or really wise to collect in the first place.
0: And how are you able to surface up that information to an IT person looking to diagnose a problem that 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 context about where the person is and then what issues might be associated with that around particular around privacy?
1: So, you know, there are uh, location services built into modern Windows and um, Mac workstations. If you have the ability to, you know, if this is a centrally IT managed device, you could enable that at the time of installation so that you will get really precise data um, based on obviously the that uh, where they're resolving to, what SSIDs are around them. There are commercial services that do that resolution and they're they're built into Windows and Mac. If you can do that, that's the best case scenario. Um, Where it comes into some challenge there is, well, what if they have a VPN and they're, they're piping all their traffic back? Um, you can't just rely on GOIP resolution because of that. Everyone's going to look like they're coming through, you know, the VPN concentrator uh, location. So if you can't get it from the OS, that is best. What we have found is... Well, let's keep track of their WAN addressing. Let's look it up whenever it changes. Uh, And if we can only get down to the city level, that's probably good enough for for most locations. But enable them to define, okay, these are my offices. These are the the subnets that really are associated with the specific office. When they're in that location, I know that I'm going to explicitly define it. When they're remote, you know, uh, a few kilometers from where they happen to be is is probably good enough for, for most cases. Resolve that along with their ISP and I can have enough data to solve most problems.
2: Yeah, and I think to add on to that a little bit, one of the things that we've found, especially over the past year, is that identifying the scope of the problem and isolating where in the network delivery path a problem exists has been one of the hardest parts, probably mostly because we don't have visibility into the end user environment at home, that we are used to in the office, and I think being able to tag that location dynamically as they move around is giving IT a little bit of a sigh of relief in the sense that they can now worry about looking at the path by the user or the application or maybe the region and then be able to troubleshoot and triage the steps of kind of where that traffic went.
3: Well, do, do I, am, am I always relying on an agent on that end user workstation or in the re- remote work era, are we assuming that there's a lot of personal devices involved that don't have an agent? And so we're still able, like a lot of the things you decided about IP addresses and geo IP databases, I don't need an agent for that, but still a lot of things like the home user environment, I do have to have an agent, right? So Obviously, that is the best case scenario. If you can have an
1: agent there to get bi-directional performance data, that's the best case scenario. With residential internet, you, you may very well very well get asymmetric performance. But if that's not possible, and and Alec mentioned this that we're supporting a lot of companies running virtual call centers where they have you know some some basic um, PC requirements. We can still do uh, centralized from you know really the core out to where the remote users are monitoring to ensure that when this user session starts, they log in, they're on the clock, we can detect that um, by integrating with whatever central logging tool or whatever central application is that they're using for their virtual call center. Instrument from the core out to the end user that is a viable solution that will answer most WAN-centric performance problems. Where this really gets interesting in some of these more regulated industries that we're working with, uh, the way that they're handling this is to use cloud centric BDI solutions, things like uh, medical research with highly specialized software rather than expecting every user to have that on their their home laptop they run a VDI session out of something like AWS workspaces and we've actually partnered with AWS to ensure that AppNeta technology can be embedded directly within the workstation uh, that is being virtualized and measure from the VDI session to wherever that user happens to be. And we're supporting global pharmaceutical manufacturers that have 20,000 agents that don't have company-issued devices, and they may be changing the devices and locations on a day-to-day basis. We can instrument from that VDI session out to wherever the user happens to be when the session begins and then tear it down when they're done so they don't get irrelevant data. Um, There are viable solutions for these BYOD, BYOPC uh, scenarios, it's definitely more challenging, but, you know, we've had to find a solution because this is the world we live in today.
3: Yeah, that's interesting that you that went in a direction I wasn't expecting. I was expecting to say, and so we can instrument from the VDI back to the data center. And I'm going, "Ah!" Uh, but you can go from the VDI to where the end user is picking it up. That's really fascinating.
1: Yeah, we definitely do it from the VDI out to wherever the apps are actually running, um, especially SaaS and cloud services, but it's typically the connection from the the cloud-centered VDI to wherever the remote end user happens to be that is the source of most problems. So we needed to make sure we had that uh, automatically instrumented uh, as session begins.
0: But given that the focus for the last year and a half, essentially, has been on supporting remote work, is it possible the on-prem environment uh, may have fallen behind a bit? Or do you hear from customers that they're essentially assuming they're just going to sort of walk in and it'll just pick up where they left off and things will be good enough?
1: Uh I definitely think there's a change. Um, a lot of our customers are planning for lower density of users within the office. Uh, they've taken the opportunity here to, to do some of the IT projects that may have been you know, on the back burner because they didn't want to interrupt people in the office. Those are the, the best case scenarios. But really, how do I monitor when I don't know where any given user is going to be on a given day is the biggest challenge. Um, and that IT budget now needs to be split between centralized infrastructure in the office and the right tools and the the right um, implementations of my apps to support these work from anywhere users. So it it varies company to company, but I do think any project going forward is going to have to account for um, understanding and supporting employees that may be changing locations day to day. That has a major shift in IT budgets and IT uh, planning for projects.
0: Well, Sean and Alex, this has been a really interesting discussion. You've given me a lot to think about, and I hope other people a lot to think about, too. Uh, If folks are interested in learning more about Appnetta, where would you send them?
2: I would send them directly to appnetta.com slash packetpushers.
0: All right, nice and easy, appnetta.com slash PacketPushers. Thanks, Sean and Alec, for joining us. Thanks to Appnetta for being a sponsor. And thank you for being a listener. You can find this and many more fine, free, technical podcasts along with our community blog at PacketPushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at PacketPushers. Find us on LinkedIn and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Last but not least, remember that no matter where you are, too much networking would never be enough.